one-on-one -on -one internet services, from a domain to a site to a VPS, they have you covered. Plus, if you don't like your service within the first 30 days, you can cancel for a full refund. Restrictions apply. See the link in the description for more info. Hello everyone and welcome to this episode of The Core. This is the first episode of this vodcast. Uh, so let's go ahead and roll the intro thanks to Raven Pro Design. Alright, so, gotta say, I'm really happy with the intro, um, it's actually based off of a full template that she made, um, so, I have the links in the description for you guys, whether you're watching the podcast on my blog, which recently went down for an upgrade, um, because we switched to one and one more on that later. So, uh, essentially what the core is, is a, I'm crack my knuckles there, um, but it is a vodcast, which means that it's broadcasted as a video, however, also can be streamed as audio on our website, so, the vodcast usually can run up to an hour and a half. I will try and stop it short of an hour if I can. If there's a really large rant that I want to go over, I will go over it. And um, there will be bits and pieces of this vodcast then broken up and put onto my main YouTube page. Um, the main video will be uploaded in completion so that you guys can watch all of it. Um, but again, it will be an about an hour long. So, there's... I really don't have uh, that much to talk about this week. Um, but let's go ahead and start our first segue. So, the first segue is about this Ashley Madison case. Um, the fact that... You know, millions of people have used this site, and essentially what it is, in the case that you haven't heard or don't know what Ashley Madison is, um, it's a website that essentially people can go and cheat on their spouses, wives, husbands, etc. And it's okay. Well, it's not okay ethically. Well, it depends on what you mean by ethically okay. This this is where some people are getting into an argument about this. Um, but Ashley Madison recently issued a $377,000 bounty on the information regarding the hacker's identities. And my personal opinion is that I believe that it may be a branch of Anonymous or maybe even ISIS themselves. Um, and let me go ahead and explain this. Um, well, first let me finish explaining what um, it is. But essentially the site is meant for confidentiality, so you can go and cheat on your spouse, etc., uh, etc. Et and 
they were recently hacked and millions of information packets were stolen from their databases. So back back to my discussion on what I feel, and that's another thing this vodcast will do. It's going to be mostly my feelings on subjects. Um, so what I feel is that, first of all, it's Ashley Madison's own fault for not having enough security. Because with that information, I mean, even eHarmony has better security, I've heard. So... Obviously, this is mostly just, again, my opinions. Um, So I kind of feel that they deserve it. I don't think that the people who have committed suicide due to this deserve that. I, again, feel that the company, not the people, um, but the company deserves the public knowledge that is becoming of the the company now so I feel that first of all it could be a branch of anonymous um, simply saying hey you guys need to up your security because that's what anonymous has been known to do before Uh, mostly they attack government agencies however so I still say that this is a higher possibility than the second which is ISIS Um, but I feel that Ashley Madison could have been hacked by a branch of Anonymous due to sport or even due to a different, like, security reason. I feel that they were mostly promoting security and that they may not have seen or foreseen the, um, the suicides and other unseen, uh, unprovisioned problems that occurred um including probably like five million divorces um but that's beside that's again besides the point so why i think that it could be isis because if you look at what isis has done before they're mostly just people that have no background they just pretty much come out of nowhere and that they are humans they aren't like terrorists they don't look like terrorists they are normal people that are just walking alongside the street they may have passed you even and you didn't know it and this has been reported several times and the thing is with isis is again you don't know who they are um I myself, I don't agree with what they're doing, but one of their big policies is that the world needs to die. So, I feel that this is a good possibility, that it's ISIS who's doing this, because if they get all of these people in this fight, first of all, you're going to have all the guys or women who did the cheating. And then their spouses, who are fighting. I mean, we've already had, what, I believe last I checked it was two suicides. That's two more people that ISIS doesn't have to worry about. So, this is a great way that ISIS can do it, but they probably, again, didn't foresee the company putting out a bounty on them. So, now they're kind of going, oh shit, what do I do now? 
And once they are found, which I believe justice should be done to them, um, I feel that they are going to hit the ground really hard. And it may actually be a huge attack against ISIS. Um, but again, that's completely my opinion. I really don't know all the facts about ISIS. I don't want to know all the facts about ISIS. Because if I did, honestly, I don't know what would happen. Um, but that's really my opinion on the whole... Um, Ashley Madison case is and the other third option which is mind-boggling um, is maybe it's just a kid maybe some teenager just happened to hack into the server and didn't realize what he was doing or maybe knew what he was doing but didn't again realize the percussions of it and now he's sitting there going oh shit what do I do now so those are really the three opinions that I have. Again, that I personally have. Um, it's either going to be a branch of Anonymous who released the information or took the information but maybe had a leak in their server and which they've never had before um, that I've heard of and released the information. Number two, ISIS who probably wants to cause world chaos and number three, a teenager or a group of teenagers who are just horrible. So, that's kind of my opinion about the the whole ordeal. Tell me in the comments below, um, whether you're listening to this on audio or on video. Tell me in the comments below, and I will be sure to uh, check out every comment that I read. And hopefully... I can share some in the next episode. So, um, if you're watching this on YouTube post facto, make sure to like this video uh, and share it with your friends if you thought it was worthy. So, that's, I guess, the end of Segway 1. So, I believe that we are going to have a commercial break here. So... <laughs> Um, commercial break, and then we will bump into Segway 2, which is mostly going to be about um, this next gen of smartphones. With Intel's Core i7 Haswell processors, you can get superior gaming for a lower cost. See the description for more info. Okay, so this next gen of smartphones, which this is Segway 2, of the vodcast the core now this vodcast aired on uh the week of let me get my calculator well my calendar up the week of the 28th this is the first ever episode of the core so oh sorry about that if you heard that um so welcome to segue number two not number three number two and uh, this segue, again, is going to go over the future of smartphones. So, a lot of people have been complaining because, oh, iPhone 7 slash 6S and Samsung Galaxy whatever and the OnePlus 2. And I say, who cares? Who gives a damn? 
Want to know why? Why is because I'm not getting any of them, but that's besides the point. Um, if you look at the pros and cons for every phone, no phone is perfect. I mean, even the phone that I'm trying to get, which is kind of still a secret right now, um, is not perfect. It doesn't have NFC. So that's something that isn't perfect. Just like with the one, the OnePlus 2, it doesn't have NFC. Even though it has a freaking fingerprint scanner, it doesn't have NFC. But my big mind blow that I have is it's pretty much just a OnePlus One with updated software, a better camera, and a fingerprint sensor. Yet, it's going to be about the same or a little bit more expensive than the OnePlus One. Same screen, everything, as far as what I've heard. I'm kind of confused because it's even, as far as, again, I know, it's even the same chassis, or chassis, or case. It's the same case. So why is it more expensive? Why is it anything special? We've seen it before. Minus the better camera, minus the fingerprint sensor, minus the software updates, which probably the OnePlus One will get. Why are we seeing such a high increase in the price? And if it's not the high increase in the price, tell me in the comments below. But this is something that really irritates me with producers of smartphones. What they do is they take a good device. For example, I have an iPhone 5. Everyone knows this. I've recorded videos with it countless times. I have an iPhone 5. Apple took the iPhone 5 design, put it into the 5S, and as working as a uh, iPhone technician, I can tell you, the 5S was a worse design than the 5 simply because of the touch, the touch ID button. It was a horrible planned out idea. The 6 and 6 Plus completely remove the problem with the touch the touch ID ever possibly breaking it just by you slipping your finger as you slip up the the cable so what boggles my mind is that companies either barely change the device just by like making it larger adding a feature taking a feature away which is stupid, and then charging more. Apple is known for this. Now, everyone on my channel knows me as an Apple fanboy, and I am the first to agree to that. I can answer almost any question on Apple devices. Almost. So here's the thing. I hate Apple's prices. Because if you're sitting down enjoying your device that you bought, either used or whatever, it's not under warranty. It can't be transferred under warranty unless it's bought. Brand new. 
So this is something that has irritated the crap out of me. Because I don't want to go out and buy a 700 iPhone 6, $700 iPhone 6, US dollars, and then come back and in a few days it break and then I have to pay another $100 to A, travel to the place, and B, repair it at the shop. I can just as easily get an iPhone 6 screen from eBay for about $50, replace it myself, and it works. If the battery dies, what do you do? You go online, you buy another battery. But here's another thing, the battery is the exact same milliamp hours. From the 5 to the 5S to the 5C to the goddamn uh, 6, they are all the same or just a little bit different. Why are we seeing such a great price increase then? I mean, sure, the 5C can melt in your pocket, can just easily bend and just... Because it's plastic. We all know this. We've seen it with other type androids, the lower class androids. If you let the battery charge too long, it overheats, starts melting. We've seen this before. And I actually had one that did that, even. I didn't get to record it because it was my main recording device. So, in thus, the biggest problem that is within this generation of smartphones is that everything has a compromise. So I think at this point, there's not really fanboys anymore. The fanboys and fangirls, because I know I'll get some sexist comment stating, Oh, you're a sexist because you didn't include girls. No. Fanboys and fangirls across the nation. Stop giving a damn. Because every phone has now become literally the same, whether it has something or doesn't. I'm choosing my phone because someone caught it on fire on YouTube, and it survived. And no, it's not a goddamn Nokia. Yes, this is mind-boggling. How many people are just fanboys or fangirls of different types of devices. Like, I ran into someone that was just gonna buy an LG, or just gonna buy a Samsung. Why? Tell me why one is better than the other. Sure, one is closer to stock Android than the other. I understand that. Yet they both have their pluses and minuses. So isn't technically the devices the same? Sure, one may have another's problems or one may have something better than the other. But when it comes down to it, there are hundreds of smartphones online on Amazon, eBay, um, just by searching the internet that are generic from China or um, Indonesia or any of those um, like Asian countries or uh, Western Europe countries all of that a area or Eastern Europe my bad Eastern Europe um, any of those Eastern Europe countries that produces great phones. Like, mine is actually coming from India. 
Still a great phone. Just to give you an update, it has a 1080p screen. Um, we're capable of recording video in 1080p, has a 20 megapixel camera, um, has a 5 megapixel front facing camera, a 3500 milliamp hour battery, double SIMs, and no NFC. Again, this is what we're talking about with certain problems. Oh, and it doesn't have expandable storage via SD card, or TF card as it's called in uh, the Asian countries. So, I guess to end my rant, every smartphone is really the same. It has problems with it. Um, the iPhone, proprietary. You have to buy iPhone parts. Literally everything is really proprietary nowadays. If you don't have the right part for it, it's not gonna work. That's kind of self-explanatory, I mean. Um, but the thing with smartphones is they're literally all the same. Something is missing in them that another device has. So when it comes down to it, your choice of phones is your own. But, try and make sure that you aren't, like, super fanboy or fangirl over it, because someone may present you with another device, and you may end up regretting your decision to be a fanboy or fangirl of that one singular device, or that one singular company. I'm sadly realizing that with my Apple fanness, um, when I'm going to be building a system, I still want a Hackintosh system. But on top of that, I want Windows. But I've already ranted against Dell and I've ranted against HP, so I feel that I can't get either one of those because I've complained about so many problems about each device. So and thus, I end my rant. If you have any comments about my rant, Minus that it was long and very windy and had a lot of curse words in it. Comment below and tell me what you think the best line of smartphones is. Or tell me why you think I'm right or why I'm wrong. If you do that, you may have a chance to be featured in the next uh, episode of The Core. Which will air in two weeks from August 28th the 2015 20 August 28th of the 20 of the year 2015 so if you're watching this part on YouTube I'm gonna thank you all for watching don't forget to rate comment and subscribe and I will see you all next time so if you are watching the vodcast however we will take a short commercial break and come back with computers versus game consoles. This is something that I've actually been waiting for a show like this one before I could go out and do it. So, let's go ahead and roll the commercial and we'll be right back. Are you a gamer that wants better performance from yourself? Get yourself a pair of gamer glasses from NoScope and win like a pro. Check the link in the description for more information. So. 
this is segue number three. And this is probably going to be the longest segue. So. Consoles versus PC. And yes, by PC, I mean personal computer, which includes a Mac. We are not going to discriminate here. We are going to include Mac in the PC, as well as Linux, as well as Raspberry Pi. So. Over here you have your console peasants, over here you have your PC master race. Both are wrong. Why? Because they also forget the middle group. The mobile master race. Now I'm not voting for all, none of them. I'm not voting for any of them. Because I play games on all three. So people when I was going to my career tech school in Mount Vernon, Ohio, they always stated, uh, you are a PC master race or a console peasant. And I replied with, I'm neither. Because I played both. I like both. There, There's nothing wrong with playing a PC game and there's nothing wrong with playing a console game. Let me go ahead and center myself more towards the camera there. Okay, so there's nothing wrong with playing either types of games. What is wrong is people insisting that one is better than the other, when they are also forgetting about the middle road, the mobile gaming industry, which has become bigger and bigger. Even as we speak, games are being developed for the mobile industry. Now, no, this is not going to be a rant about mobile industry, which includes Nintendo's NDS or um, the DS Lite or the 2DS. Um, this is not including NVIDIA's Shield. This isn't um, including any of that. It's kind of like a middle road because you play on your smartphone when you're downtime at work or um, if you're just on the tram or a bus on the way home, you always pick out your smartphone and most likely you either watch a video or you play a game. Even tablets nowadays have the ability to play really, really good engine specific games. Um, and yes, I am pointing to you, Vainglory. Yes, you. On the iOS platform, Vainglory is essentially League of Legends for mobile. This is one of the biggest changes when Metal was released. Uh, I believe it was two years ago when Metal was released. So, is Metal good? Yes and no. Again, I'm not going to choose a side in this three-way war. The mobile platform has been kind of quiet because the mobile platform doesn't really have enough people to voice it, even though we all do it. Now, say we did include the PS Vita, the uh, Nintendo uh, NDS and NDS Lite and all those, as well as the NVIDIA Shield. We just added about 100% of people from just the mobile phone industry 
to the mobile gaming industry. The portable gaming industry is going to be like my face. And then you're going to have over here, you're going to have your, um, your PC Master Race. And then over here, which I know is confusing because I flipped them. Um, over here, you're going to have your console peasants. So here you have your PC Master Race. They think that they're great because they have all of these games. Which, granted, you can run emulators. But you can also do that on the mobile gaming industry. But we'll get to that in a second. So the PC Master Race believes that they are the highest and the mightiest. Sure, I do feel pretty cool with my nice gaming laptop. But I don't have Halo. Like, Halo 3, 4... Wars, the exclusives for Xbox. I also don't have PlayStation exclusives or Wii exclusives, which kind of irritates me because I really want to play Okami because my girlfriend got me started on that, but se separate rant on Okami later. Um, so, the biggest thing, really, really, is the the way that people look at it because you can look at it anyway in fact a lot of people are going to look at it and say that one is better than the other again still forgetting the middle and they both have their, all three of them, sorry, I even forgot the middle one. Um, all three of them have their exclusives. But they all have their flaws, such as, such as the PC Master Race has problems with, if you don't have the right compatible hardware, you can't run the game. While Xbox, PlayStation are still having a war between who's better, who's got bigger balls and dicks. Um, so, this is kind of becoming um, a war between, like it's a civil war over here. And then we have the PC Master Race going, oh, I need new hardware. And the mobile platform gamers just going... I wish that the developers put out more updates, but they're too focused on their desktop and, you know, Xbox games. So, the ultimate question is, which one do I choose? And, again, the answer still stays, I don't choose any of them. I refuse to choose a side, because, again, I play all three. I will play Hearthstone on my computer and on my phone while also playing an emulator on my computer and my phone. And if I had an Xbox One, I'd definitely be playing uh, Halo Master Chief Collection. So, there's a lot of questions that are being raised. And sadly, I don't have the answers to them. I wish I did. I really do wish I had some answers for the 
the gamers who want to know more, want to be able to click together, because I think that one day we'll have our phones being so advanced. Listen to the last segue if you don't understand this next part. But once they start cooperating and put everything in a phone, everything good about a phone, NFC, Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, 4G LTE or 5G by that time or whatever the hell the next one is. Um, and, you know, three times GPS or whatever it is. And um, your gyroscope, your, you know, 4K screen and your, you know, like 4,000 milliamp hour battery, you know, your dual SIMs. Once they have everything in one phone, and the phone is large enough, more like a phablet class, yes. Um, once it gets to that point, and there's a high enough processor in RAM, which means that we're probably going to have to have at least 6 to 8 gigs of RAM in our systems for our phones, but also having like a terabyte of storage on our phones. Um... So, that, on our phone, or phone, yeah, phablet, phone, once it gets to that point, the workforce will already be mobile, so you'll have accessories that you can just plug in your um, phone into a keyboard and just display it remotely to a TV or whatnot, I mean, you can already really do that with Microsoft's... Um, their new phone, I'm not sure what it's called. Um, but the thing with this is, is that there won't be a war. Because everyone has, or mostly everyone, has smartphones by now. And game developers know this. So as soon as the hardware comes around, meaning that we have like a processor, like an i7 mobile processor in a phone. And, you know, systems aren't running on ARM. Um, they will most likely be able to dual boot and everything a computer can do. But game developers will also move away from consoles and PCs towards the middle area. And in this, I hope, happens within my lifetime. Because if it does, it'll be the biggest or one of the biggest technological revolutions that we have had so far. So tell me what you think in the comments below without ranting too much about how I need to make a decision and also telling me what your choice is well, again without ranting please um so tell me in the comments below if you like this video please give it a thumbs up if not give me a thumbs down and tell me why but on top of that don't forget 
to comment and subscribe. And I will see you all next time. If you're watching this on YouTube, if you're not, let us continue with Segway number four, the last Segway. Get 30 days of Amazon Prime free when you use the link in the description. Sign up today for movies and TV, two day free shipping, and the new Prime Pantry. Check the link out in the description to learn more. Now this is a vodcast exclusive, so if you've listened this far, you guys get a special bonus. You guys get a cookie, a virtual cookie that is. So, recently you may have noticed that our site went down. It went down and completely stopped existing. Well, it may not have completely stopped existing, but while it was being transferred, it stopped existing for about three to seven days. Plus, while it took me time to figure out how to carry everything over and how to create a new server. So, um, everything is hopefully getting in the process of smoothly running. I am using one and one internet, which you saw their ad at the very beginning. So, a lot of people have been asking what I think of one and one. Now, Obviously, if I didn't like them, I wouldn't support them. I've already said that in many videos. If I don't like a company, I will not support their company. I won't support that company. No. So instead, this is a review of one-in-one internet services. And this will only be available at the end of this podcast. So only to those of you who have survived this far through my ranting, through this whole 45 or so minutes, you all get this special token. So what one in one does is essentially everything. They have all different types of internet services. In fact, I use them whenever I host your guys' sites or whatnot because they are more reliable than other sites. I originally was going to use 1.com, which offers a free year, which means my prices could be dirt cheap for website hosting. But the problem is their web GUI sucks ass. It's one of the worst web GUIs or graphical user interface for those of you who don't know. Um, it's the worst graphical user interface that I have ever seen. Okay. Secondly, 1.com only supports um, chat support or email support, which means that it could take up to an hour to solve your problem. I literally was waiting in the chat queue for five minutes. Once I got in there, the customer service representative would not reply to my question. I kept sending messages, asking, hey, can you reply? Just let me know that you're there. I ended up getting fed up with it. And that night, the night that I'm recording this, actually, um, I went over to one and one and called them and there was two representatives. The first one didn't really know what he was talking about, I don't believe, or didn't understand me. The second one, I don't know if he was like a floor supervisor or whatever. His name was John. Mother of God, he was awesome. Now, I really hope that I can deal with him in the future 
because um, what had happened was um, I ended up giving him like a type of commission or something because um, he was so happy about everything about being able to process my order that he actually gave me the first month free waived the setup fee and and lowered the price by one half okay okay wait a minute one half for the first six months i am only paying 23 dollars a month this is honestly the coolest thing any company has ever done for me. Now, I know it's only a small smidgen, but what I got was a virtual private server. It's not a dedicated server. It doesn't have dedicated lines. Well, it has a dedicated um, IP address, but it doesn't have a dedicated, like, uh, whole rack, like, one... AU server line. It doesn't have one of those. So, uh, they offer everything from dedicated server, cloud hosting, website design, um, website hosting, uh, email hosting, local uh, search management, um, as well as SEO, obviously. Um, they also offer the, v the VPS, I'm not sure if I stated that, and email support. So, the big plus with one-on-one -on -one is their 24-7 hotline. If you need support, if you need billing, if you need anything, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, pretty sure 365 or at least 360, they are there. They are waiting for you to call. You call, they pick up with in about five minutes depending on how many people is in the queue um they pick up you get your questions answered or you get something fixed and you're done you don't have to worry about waiting on hold they may put you on hold once or twice to uh ask their supervisor a question or two or figure something out that may be better for you but don't worry i've never waited on hold longer than I think three minutes but um that was again as of this recording um tonight when the guy was transferring me to the other department so again while transferring to other departments it could get sketchy as far as the time so again I fully stand behind one-on-one -on -one internet services So, if you want, I have put their link down in the description, whether you're watching this on my blog as a audio recording, or on YouTube as the full recording. Again, this will not be segmented, so only those of you who have survived this full 40-some minutes will get this full review. So again, I would recommend, and fully am behind, one-on-one -on -one internet services, as well as my company. So, I want to thank you all for sticking this out. If you have, if you haven't, well, I'm sure that you won't actually listen to this. So, if you have stuck this out, thank you very much.
and we'll see you next time on the next episode of The Core. Thank you all for watching or listening. Um, sorry if I busted your, uh, your eardrums out, and I will see you all next time. Again, don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe. New episodes of The Core will be released every other Friday. Check the description for more information. Thank <laughs> you.